this week's episode of the Earwig Review. Um, this is the, I did a, this is the second take. I only went for like two minutes, but I had the microphone, the volume was up too loud and it was clipping. So I became self-conscious and, um, went for a take two. But one thing that has been on my mind as I've been kind of you know, working through everything um, is this idea of takes and, and tries. Um, if you're on a film set, it's like you do, the actor reads the lines, they do a take and then they do it again to adjust it. And then they do it again to adjust it. And, you know, you can go three is is like as little as can be. You could go up to 15. You could go up to 100. Um, I feel like from the small movies that I was involved with, I feel like if I had to give it total average, I feel like somewhere between like eight and 10 seems like pretty common. Um, some less, some more, but it doesn't really matter. Um, but it's the, the only kind of, um, pra creative practice where you, you're expected to do things over like that in such a specific way. Um, I'm sure if I thought more about it, you could kind of, you know, come up with some more examples for sure. But it's really specific to to films like the you go in with the assumption that you're going to do these takes, and that's kind of how you do the work. Whereas when you're doing something like uh, this, a podcast, it's like the whole stakes of it is it's like this one long take that f kind of builds off its own momentum. And I don't know if some people may record their podcasts. Actually, I'm sure they do. And they have more of a script, more of a script. They have a script. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a script in my own way. When I think about it, I got my kind of six little little poems that I've written. So that's, that's kind of my script. Um, and then, but they, they probably do takes. I'm sure there's people out there who do lots, many takes. Um, but the fun of the, the podcast or the stakes of it are in that it's this long form take. It's kind of this giant wonder. Um, and I, I hadn't realized that as much as it's kind of, sunken in um you know now and and the assumption too is there's not like a great podcast episode that you are going to go back and listen to a hundred times it's like oh that that one was so good i'm gonna listen to it again there's they're very disposable that's the whole uh, that's why they're unique is that you know you don't even need to listen to the whole thing you just tune in when you want and then you got a fresh one the, the week after 
And there's many shows that obviously work like that. Um, that's really fun. So that compared to the, um, the videos that I make during the week, the vlogs, where I was like, there was a bit there where I was doing some more takes of different um, um, moments or whatever I was trying to do. I wanted to, you know, I just would do multiple takes. And I was like, and it just feels kind of in the in that setting when it's just like you versus yourself when you're making these small movies and it's a one person production it's very different than you know on the sets when it's like minimum 30 even like really 50 people have to be there to make make that thing run and in that kind of to in the kind of traditional way um, so the, the multiple takes makes more sense, but when you're doing multiple takes, when you're working by yourself that way, it's, uh, cause it's, it gets really fucked up because you're directing yourself and acting, you're doing all that stuff. And it's such like a weird spiral. And I, I think what, um, what seems more fun is to because you're it's you're doing reality you're trying to capture reality in those kind of videos too and you don't want to like the second you're faking that i think you're you're losing that momentum um and that's the fun of it so i think what I'm trying to say is doing multiple takes in um, in podcasting and in vlogging is kind of is not what I am interested in. Um, but and and the podcast is not to be edited. That's kind of the whole point. Unless I like go to the bathroom, then I will like fast forward it or cut that quick moment but aside from that you know the whole thing is like you don't cut it and then the the vlog is heavily edited obviously and that's the fun of it so that's the big difference between those two kind of those two um, different ways of going about it and it's the combination of the two being able to do both I think for a while I was like I want I had the need to pick one like no no like do one thing really well like that kind of idea it's like it's more interesting and more fun for me to go to do them both and together they kind of create you know one thing but they balance each other out and that's um that's something I want to upkeep for sure the um the other thing i wanted to to talk about um and it has to do with the with making um videos is that i found one of the one of the things that that 
I've been learning from doing them is, is that you have to the reps I know I'm, I'm uh, the the practice of continuing to do them and the skill set that I feel like I'm starting to develop is how it feels to release stuff um, and get good at releasing things. For a long time, when I was in a, in a lot of different ways, if I was making short films, if I was writing, trying to write novels, writing poems, all everything you spend so much time and rightfully so trying to make it perfect or you know yeah perfect i think that's that's probably the, the fair term i think as a young mind i think what i was i felt obligated to make a masterpiece to make things as good as it can be and that's fine so much so that the idea of actually releasing it was really confusing. So throughout the years, I would try a bunch of different methods, sometimes just releasing bullshit to see how it felt, sometimes really working on something to see how that felt. But I never really had much kind of clarity to it. And I think what it led to in a lot of ways was um, sometimes years of releasing um, nothing at all followed by years of releasing um, things I was unsure if I was allowed to be releasing, and a lot of confusion. And now um, learning, now releasing a lot <laughs> um, every week and and having a lot of fun with that. So that's that's been really great. But with the videos especially, um, I'm so I'm I'm used to the releasing my my poems every day, and when I started that a couple years ago, um, I was like really kind of uh, scared and awkward. It's like, oh, can I put out one like this? Can I put out one like this? And then I basically at this point I can probably write almost anything and be like, be comfortable with releasing it, and it's not so much what the reaction you get from the people who read it, that's always varied. That feels very much, um, you know, in one corner. What's, what's more important is how you feel the next day. It's almost like the hangover from like the creative high, right? Um, at the time when you were, when you were working on it, you like got really excited. You got to a point, you felt like it was good. And then, releasing it like that i did that with the posts over and over again and now it's like i'm really comfortable with that and i took i don't know i, I didn't really track the timeline on it but all, hundreds literally hundreds of those things um to kind of get up to a point where i understood that and was comfortable in it and i had kind of an understanding if i write something like this i know it will feel this way to release it etc etc and trying to carve out new ground to um, new ways of new things to put out that will 
feel um, differently to release than anything I'd released before. Um, and that that's the kind of the fun of it, right? Is like that what it feels like to put something out into the world is this this category that I've I feel like I've realized in the last week like that is a practice in itself is um, is something to reckon with and something I've really hid from for a long time and something that I thought I was supposed to hide from for a long time too that like you really just got to focus on making the thing and when the release comes it's just like maybe you you kind of just procrastinate and you get scared and you don't even release it at all and just figuring out how that all works so i can tell you it's a lot better to release more than less uh in from from where i am now i think i'm experiencing a lot more growth than putting putting myself out there uh, as much as possible than keeping it um and then just you know only releasing things every so on every as little as possible only when things are like perfect right um and uh and that's not i hope that you hear that and you disagree with it in your own way because i know how different everyone is with with these things but my whole all of my experience and I guess what is seems correct to me is this. And, um, and it's awesome. And I'm having a lot of fun and growing a lot. Um, when I sit with myself, um, at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, I can sense the, the amount of confidence that I'm slowly building. And I, and it really wasn't there before. It really felt like I was gambling with my confidence when it came to my um, my creative ability in many different ways. Um, and, and my confidence is slowly being built up, built up, built up um, by doing things this way. So I know it's like from the outside... Maybe it may seem like just releasing so much garbage, it doesn't even matter. And it's like no longer art, it's content. And it's like, good, <laughs> like fucking good. Um, that's that's great because I know what it's doing for me. And, and it's I'm having more fun and my confidence is building and I'm um, um, just able to sink into things more too. Now, um, let me, I want to frame it in the example of the last few videos that I've put out and then I'll read a quote and then I'll, and then I'll get to the posts. (laughs) Um, let's see if I can stick to that plan. Uh, a few. There was a YouTube video I made, I think it might have been three videos ago, um, and it's basically a love letter to my wife. Um, there's a bunch of footage of us in 
going to a movie in the mall and then I'm like shoveling off this the snow off our car and kind of reflecting on it um and I and I had something really specific I wanted to say and I had to work on it a lot to kind of get to the core of that and it felt really like a proper sensible video uh, the sentiment was very well received and, and and it was good it was a good experience making that video and it felt like kind of a more or less a traditional way of going about it um and that was great and then the next video after doing something that felt a little like more structured and kind of um i don't know ordinary and and sensible and and sentimental i wanted to just kind of do something more messy and and kind of stupid um almost to like balance out the scale or you know just that's just what i felt like doing um and so i did that but then i was like i should i wanted to do the experiment where i'm like i'm gonna i'll edit it and get to the point where i'm like okay this is working this is what i want to say or whatever no matter it's super loose and maybe slightly incoherent but that's fine um and but I'm going to edit it the same way where I'm going to like, I got to the point of like, okay, it's cool. I should release it. But, but wait, I was like, just take a breath and sleep on it, watch it again. And then why don't you release it after the weekend? So I let it sleep for like, you know, I reviewed it again the next day and I think made some like little changes and felt like, okay, it's good. And then let it sleep for the weekend, came back on Monday, watched it, Felt fine, didn't make any changes, put it out. There you go. And it was fine, but the excitement of it was a bit left behind. So I'd like the release and the actual making of it, there was this distance between those two things. And I was left feeling a little like, I don't know what the word is, but... Um, it was a, somehow disappointing in a way or I was like missing something. I don't, I don't know quite how to explain it. So the next week I made another video and I wanted it to be different than the last one. And, and that I think it was just a little, the sense of humor it was a little more raw even than that one. And the sense of humor was, was more prevalent and it was um, a lot like longer takes of like, unfiltered thoughts and you know it was it was a fun video for sure and then i put it together pretty quick and then edited it and i was like okay the moment you really feel good about it like don't do it like that moment but like okay it's good and then again again and then i'm like okay it's good enough to do um Basically, what I'm trying to say is a few editing sessions went, and then, um, and then, um, sorry, the screensaver just went on my computer and completely freaked me out. Um, <laughs> the uh, and and then I released it as fast as I possibly could. Um, felt like it all comfortable out. and that was and then I was out gone out the door and then I could f 
and then and then it was over right and it was released so what i'm noticing is like to feel the excitement like within making something with the momentum of it building the momentum finishing it when you're at the moment of realization when you've kind of decided you finished it going with take making that decision like okay it's good and then releasing it with that momentum allows you to more quickly feel what it felt like to um release that thing uh it's more the real the hangover of releasing it of like the shame or the guilt or the embarrassment or the excitement or you know like whatever all these different things can be of how it feels to put something out um, are more connected to the actual practice of it and what i'm trying to say is by getting the most reps of doing that like i've made i think 15 or 16 of those videos in the last couple months uh once i get to like 100 and i've done that many many times that's the skill i'm trying to acquire and whether or not i make anything good between now and then um is like is what it is that's uh you know that's that's what what happens so getting better at releasing shit that's and making starting to have fun with the the release of it and not treating it as such a fucking this holy grail it's just is what it is and have fun with find a way to have fun with that release in whatever way is required that's what uh, i learned this week um here's a quote i've been reading through uh rick rubin's book about creativity that came out more recently um and really reinforcing um in so many ways really i mean um if you are interested in making art um you know read the book (laughs) it's it's just really kind of it feels like you're just getting like a warm hug that you after years of trying to fucking um make your fucking art in the cold alone this book just really feels like hey it's okay and you're doing things um you're not wrong you know you're actually um you're not a fool and what you're doing is right and i just feel really um really supported by that book i'm like getting emotional fucking thinking about it (laughs) but it's really uh i just really feel like it's such a like a pat on the back of like keep going and it's i don't know if i've read a book that has ever made me feel like a lot of instructional books or self-help books um in any anything close to the genre which i'm totally into uh they give you this feeling of what you how you need to change in order to fucking you know become who you need to be to do the thing and that's what's so fucking unique about this book in that in the self-help 
or you know nonfiction, whatever self improvement genre, um, is that it is really explaining you like the answers are you have you truly have had the answers all along and by thinking that you didn't um that was that's the problem and so and and all the experience that this guy has has had doing you know making all of this music and all these different things like He's just clearly spent so much time like being really close to the act of what it feels like to make shit. And he's just, um, it's just endless wisdom. A lot of it you might read and be like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, but then you realize like no one's ever articulated the whole process in such a clear, warm way. Like it's so fucking warm to read this book. Uh, that's that's like the great greatest part about it, and for him to be able to communicate um, that feeling through this book, and it's clearly so many people are reading it and enjoying it. Uh, it's really really cool, really uh, really fun. Here's the there's a quote from the book that I wanted to share. Uh, there's many that I probably you know if I went back I could find many but this one i was like i want to read that quote on the podcast this week he goes sharing art is the price of making it exposing your vulnerability is the fee sharing art is the price of making it exposing your vulnerability is the fee that to me was like meant a lot because There, as I was saying, there's been years of me making, making fucking art that's so, that was so true to myself. There was like, I look back, I'm like, I was completely like being, doing exactly what I should have been doing, working so hard on it, giving my, my all to it, but I wasn't sharing it. And I almost thought that was like a noble thing at certain times when I was younger. It's like, it's, no one needs to see it. What's the point? And Maybe I was, I was, there's times where I was too nihilistic or I was too um, scared or many, many reasons why. Um, but though seeing it in such plain terms of like, you got to share it. And I know that that's true because I know how it feels to not share it. And fame and fortune aside, it just, the ecosystem is kind of broken when you're not, at, when you're not putting it out and sharing it in some way and um honestly the videos i put out um some have 10 views some have 100 even 100 views is like so nothing in the world of youtube but the difference of 10 and 100 and the way that it feels you really notice like it doesn't matter that's not what um, uplifts you. It's more that was that idea, and look at let's you know, and that that happened. Like and and uh, let's move on to the next one. 
Um, yeah, really moving on to the next one, releasing things to move on to the next one is so important too. Um, cause you obsess over projects, you obsess over a script you're writing or a story you're writing. It never it takes up a certain amount of real estate in your imagination and your kind of creative ability. The bandwidth is like taken up by unfinished projects until they've been released. It's just part of it. It's not even about how many people fucking are interested in it. It's really about you putting it out into the world and not storing it up. It's, it's just the way it fucking works. Uh, I know that now, but I didn't know that before. Okay. What I've wanted to do is just start thinking about the overall structure of these podcasts. I wanted to also keep the intros to like, you know, 10 minutes. <laughs> and uh, I can see I'm on the clock, I'm at a, I'm gonna touch 30 in about two, 30 minutes. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in the beginning, it's like, hey, here's like our act one basically is like, how am I seeing the world? At, in this moment when I start the podcast and, and how I'm seeing the world right now is that it's really important to release stuff and um, uh, and I'm feeling generally good about um, my practice and excited to make more it's pretty simple um, I'll also s I also know that I was like I had to like really sit down and I really just wanted to keep drinking coffee and reading books and I don't know, just honestly just sitting in my chair and being really Sunday-like. Uh, I felt like I just wanted to stretch and whatever, but it's like I got to get the get the podcast done. Um, and within rolling for like, you know, 30 seconds, I'm like, I get locked in, but um, I wasn't in the mood to... to, to record anyway but i'm never really to be honest um as i was talking about last week so that's generally what i got for like a thesis um of where i'm at right now i think thesis is a really strong word for that but i just want to write that down and then i want to revisit it after i read all the posts and to see if there's some kind of um, some kind of logic there. So what am I going to write down? Um, that practice, that uh, releasing work is catharsis, I'll say, uh, and necessary. And... Um, I think that's really, that's probably enough. That's going to be like my statement from the intro. That's like the, the, the note. Now let's move into our second act. Let's maybe try to challenge that statement 
or to kind of see how we got there or something. Cause the timelines are fucked up with this podcast because now I go back. Now I go to the past and see, and I'm not with, with fucking whatever. <laughs> it's so complicated, making this so much complicated, more complicated than it should be. But if you think about the timelines of the story of the podcast right now, it's like, okay, here, this is where I'm at right now. Now I'm going to rewind back to a week ago and see where what kind of poems I was writing through the week and reflect on them with today's perspective. So I'm like, okay, there's the present timeline. And then I'm interjecting with these little flashbacks, if you could think about it that way. And how would that work in an average three-act structure where the beginning, you know, what's the point of view? Um, what does this character need? And how will they be challenged in order to face all of this conflict in the second act in the middle? Um, you know, dealing with all these whatever reversals and then getting to the end where it's like finding some kind of resolution. Maybe the idea of breaking podcasts into three act structures is really absurd. Uh, I don't care. I think that I want to see if I can figure it out. This is called I will go on sale before I expire. I don't think that I will die anytime soon but it is possible. If I died, I'm most concerned about my wife and daughter and cat. I know that they would be okay, but I suppose what I want most of all is to get to be with them in the future. I'm not looking for a big adventure or anything like that, just to get to stick around for as long as I can. Eventually it will end. Eventually I will die and I won't know what happens afterward. In the meantime, I will keep writing things down and trying to be good for my family. And I will look forward to whatever pizza and hamburgers are left. And I will look forward to the cheese blintzes that go on sale when they are going to expire soon. I will promise one thing to you. I will go on sale before I expire and it will be the best sale you've ever seen in your life. Um, that's great. I think um, things are, when, when you're in a spot where things are good, then you look for, I guess, like, where's all the, where's all the problems? Uh, some, surely something must be wrong. And I guess one way to, to go about it is to like, be like, yeah, okay, you're going to, so things are good now. You're going to die one day. Don't panic. But like, really, <laughs> um, now, what do you want to do? Is it you just, if you're good, be good. If you're, uh, if you feel like there's something going crazy and you got to really go for it, that's fine too. And I think uh, it's a good exercise. Truly consider your death when things are good. And, uh, and don't get uncomfortable. 
I think um, the moment where I would, I think it's like a good attempt for an ending, but I think that if I was to rewrite this or go about it again, I really like, it's like, I'm trying to be good for my family and I'll look forward to whatever pizza and hamburgers are left. And then I go into the, I will look forward to the cheese buns that go on sale when they're going to expire soon. I'll promise you one thing to you. I will go on sale before I expire. So it's like an, it's like an interesting, like clever idea, I guess, to like consider to make that connection between like something that is going to expire in a grocery store. It's going to be dead soon. So let's sell it fast End your life. <laughs> um, but it's like, and that's an interesting idea. I'm glad I stuck with it, but I'm like, I don't fully understand what the fuck that means. And maybe that's the fun of it. Cause then I'm like, I will go on sale before I expire. I'm like, I really don't know what that means, but I couldn't help but go towards that, I guess. Um, anyway, I guess I both admire and would, I could, that could use more work if it was to be like a really, you know, really good one so it's close i feel like that was a that was a close attempt to to a great poem but i criticized that end bit and if i was to edit it i would kind of try to stick the landing a bit better i mean really i could just have said and trying to be good for my family and i will look forward to whatever pizza and hamburgers are left and then that the rest of it those other lines I mean, maybe I should just delete them if I'm so, should I just delete it? I'm going to do it. Never before, never before in the history of the show, all 20 something episodes, have I taken the liberty to make such a revision that was beyond a spelling mistake or a weird, something terribly grammatically off. I'm going to leave it. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, um, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. But I would delete that part in the future. <laughs> Whatever that means. Let's go. Um, here's what maybe I'll write a post one day that will like you gotta you gotta like this is what you gotta trust is that whatever i just learned so what this is what i was trying to fucking say in the beginning about releasing stuff and feeling the shame and regret and excitement and joy and, and all the different things when you actually put something out and you feel how it is how that you feel that and, and that information that you're getting from how it felt to release something is very valuable. So what I just learned from rereading that from this perspective today, I'm like, don't go back and try to fucking, you know, change time, write something new. I trust that whatever you just learned will come out in, uh, in a future post. That inf now I have an urge to say something and that's going to find a way out. Um, 
the next time I sit down to fucking write, probably. So, don't delete your old shit. Get over it and make something new. That's what I'm trying to say. This The point. Some days, I don't get much writing done. Not from a lack of effort. It's something else. There's no reason. It's just the way it goes. I suppose I feel like going a bit easy on myself in the moment here because I wasn't doing that throughout the day. Writing for the most part is a way of ironing out the confusion, figuring out how you see things one way or another. If you think you've figured it out, you'll usually prove yourself wrong. And if you don't prove yourself wrong, you're probably missing the point. I read some part of a book that was explaining what stakes are. What happens if you get the thing and what happens if you lose it? The point it was trying, the point it was making is that it's always both. It can't just be one. I suppose that stumped me throughout the day, but it seems clear now Get your family and find love, or lose your family and find misery. Well, it seems I figured it out. So tomorrow, I'll try again and figure out what the point really is. All right, that's confusing. <laughs> let me let me figure out. I lost my train of thought in that post. Some days I don't get much writing, not from lack of effort. If it's something else, there's no reason. It's just the way it goes. I suppose I feel like going a bit easy on myself in the moment here because I don't think I was doing that throughout the day. Writing for the most part is a way. Okay, so first thing is like, not a great day at the office writing. Um, I put in my effort, but I feel like I didn't um, really get much done. So this was Monday. I don't remember what I was doing probably, I don't know. Writing for the most part is a way of ironing out the confusion, figuring out how you see things one way or another. If you think you figured it out, you, you'll usually prove yourself wrong. And if you don't prove yourself wrong, you're probably missing the point. Okay, I was writing The Idiot Tree, um, trying to adapt all those ideas into my next animation. And I was like, I, I didn't, I'm like, I don't know I didn't know, I just don't know what I'm saying yet. I'm like working on it. Um, and it's almost like when you look back, now that I'm like out of the weeds with it a bit, when you look back on the days that you were writing and you didn't get anything done, you're like, you gotta know that like those were like the really, like those were productive days. It's not the days where it's just like coming out and, and everything's going well. It's like, those are a result of the days, those are a byproduct of the days that you don't do anything. You can't tell someone that when they're in the moment of it. They're like, fuck you. It's because, um, it's because I'm a fucking failure and an idiot and, you know, negative world, <laughs> like all this, all this shit, how, how it feels um, to, to when you're trying to write. But uh, yeah, it's like, cause I can look back now. I'm like, I had a shitty day writing that day, but then I think 
that I cracked the code like the next day. I'm like, sorry, but that was what the work was. You're trying to sort through your, you're trying to get to some point of clarity and you're looking at it from so many angles and you need to figure out why you're wrong and grow and write some, and um, improve yourself wrong. And then, you know, get to uh, a new level with it. That's, that's what's fun. I read some part of a book that was explaining what stakes are. So now there's a kind of a little divergent point here. And this was the acting book I think I was talking about last week on the podcast. It talks about stakes. And the important thing is that it's saying that stakes are both what happens if you... This is how I... I started using this in my lectures at, at school because um, we happen to be learning about stakes this week. So I think it really like, you know, was, uh, I was trying to explain it to them. And the, the way I came, I was using this example on the spot. It was like, if you're going living your life and everything's fine and then you get him, someone's like, hey, if you jump over that, open sewer, I'll give you a million dollars. It's like, uh, no, no, I, that's actually, I already changed the metaphor from what I told them because that, that actually is not a good example. You're living your life and, and everything's fine. And you're, you're walking down the street and someone says, um, here's a million dollars. You can have a million dollars. If you get the million dollars, then that's amazing. You won. It's like, oh, I just got a million dollars. But if you don't get the million dollars, you just go back to living your ordinary life and walking down the street and everything's fine. Um, so it's not and. The stakes are what happens if you get the thing. Not period. If you don't get the thing, there needs to be some... Um, some consequence to that too. So what you need to do, and I, I already, so let me go back to the example of the open sewer lid is like, you need to jump over this open sewer lid. And if you fall down an open sewer lid, you, you know, there's um, 20 alligators down there. And uh, there's no way to, to live. And the alligators, below the alligators is like a pool of, you know, a vat of acid. And there's no trapdoors or anything uh, in the vat of acid that, <laughs> if Rick and Morty, um, for those who've seen that episode. And if you haven't seen the vat of acid episode, or all of the, if you haven't seen all of the episodes of Rick and Morty, I would, really, you should go and do that. But it needs to be... The million dollars, you get the million dollars, and you could fall down and die. Now it's a high stakes scenario because it's the and. It has to be both of those things. So I suppose that was in my mind as I was trying to write. It's like that that concept. The point is making that it's always both. It can't just be one. I suppose that stumped me throughout the day, but it seems clear now. But it seems clear now. 
Oh, okay. The fucking spacing is off. Because this was written in twos. This this poem was written in twos. And then this goes into... This paragraph is in a three. And this is the point where it stopped making sense. So I, f- I think I fucked up the spacing. I suppose that stumped me throughout the day. But it seems, it seems clear now. Get your family and find love. Or lose your family and find misery. Those... At the moment, seemed to be this the the stakes. I was not understanding the story I'm trying to write um, at the moment. Well, it figures I see. Well, it seems I figured it out. So tomorrow I'll try again, and figure out what the point really is. Okay, that's fine. Um, I think that writing this post helped where I was at in my creative process at that moment, and. Um, Interestingly, I wasn't able to understand it because the spacing was off. And I'm with these, the cadence of these poems seems to be important, <laughs> is what I'm seeing. So, understanding the stakes of your story can be important and can be helpful when you're, when you don't know what to write next and you feel stuck through the day. Sometimes going back and using the tools of story structure um they will they'll help you move forward that's when they work best when it's like you kind of use them as like wrenches and screwdrivers and saws and then it's like okay now now i can fix it with these tools not trying to abide by the rules of story structure to make a great story It's it's the opposite um I will go on sale before by the point. Okay, table saw March 7th. I've exhaust I've felt exhausted and frustrated. Steel wool brain. But I caught a certain idea today. Something so idiotic that it that came from seemingly nowhere. A guy running down the street with a massive erection and it getting sliced in half by a bandsaw. It was a quick moment, but it was visceral and hilarious. What a dumbass thing to imagine. What an amazing thing to imagine. I spent the evening trying to make it into an animation on the computer. I'll post it on YouTube when it is ready. I changed it a bit. He's on an escalator and there's a floating table saw instead of a bandsaw. I suppose I feel less exhausted and frustrated having made that cartoon. And that cartoon was in the video I posted on Thursday or Friday. I don't remember which one. It's called Narcissism and Pizza Coupons. (laughs) Um, And it's on my YouTube channel. And you should go check it out. It comments talks a lot about um i was reflecting on the narcissism of filming yourself and making vlogs for for youtube and um and that cartoon is in it and then i read the this study this pizza coupon um and then there's like this kind of really cinematic music playing and that's the that's the video 
Okay, that was table saw. Um, I don't think I have much more to say about it, except that um, I'm noticing that it seems like the these two day three and day two of the week, um, I was really not feeling unproductive and hazy about things, and and to notice that when I sat down today to uh, when I in my intro today, I felt really energized and focused. And I wonder if that's just a result, if that's not just, but if that is a result of going through those bad, those unproductive kind of steel wool brain days earlier in the week and working through that problem. And it is, it completely fucking is. Um, I'm, I'm confident in saying that. So it's, that's part of that confidence that's that starts to build is like you um, when you have a bad day an unproductive day you don't lose your mind and think the whole world is lost you think okay I just did a bunch of work and I trust that it will find its way out later Two hundred bucks. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to drinking coffee and frying up my eggs. I will see what kind of ideas I can come up with. I will go on a walk and I will read a book. I will sit with my cat and I will look at my wife and see that she is pregnant. I know that the day will pass by quickly and then I will and then I will go to bed again. One time a guy told me that he would throw me out of a car to make sure I wrote good poems. I hope to never see that guy again. And if he tries to throw me out of a car, I will tell him that it is okay to write bad poems. Do not panic. It is okay to write shit. And by the way, I bumped into a guy today that thinks I owe him 200 bucks. He's still pissed, but I don't owe him shit. I said hi to him. And he said, hey, the conversation ended there. He can bring it up if he wants, but he, I already told him everything he needs to know. I don't owe him shit. Um, that's a fun one. I think it's starting <laughs> and, and it's genuine in, in that I'm, ex I'm look. F so things clearly turned up um, in this this person's life, AKA me, um, things were getting more productive. I must've had a good work day and I'm like, um, oh, can't wait to get at it again tomorrow. <laughs> um, look at my great life where I sit with my cat and read and get to make my, my work and, um, hang out with my pregnant wife and all this good stuff. And then you know, I remember when I was like 20 or something, I was like, there's this guy that we were talking about, like printing, um, trying to like start some publishing endeavors uh, way back when. Um, and it was like, he told me something about like, you know, this idea that to be a good poet, you needed to like have suffered a lot. And I was like, you know, you can kind of buy into that that thing when you're young 
it seems very true this tortured artist kind of kind of thing and i definitely like explored many roads um had to figure that out for myself in my own way um which is good um and now i'm at this point like wow damn things are good and i'm writing poems all the time and my life is absolutely not shit um and that guy's kind of a dumbass um or i suppose that sentiment is just kind of you know idiotic and then i was reminded of it earlier that day where i saw this other guy who um you know i had a conflict with and he thinks i own money and i said i'll pay you the money but um i need you need to charge me for the money with an invoice because it was through you know a uh it was through a production and i need a paper trail but he couldn't give me a paper trail at all this simple invoice was all i asked for and i was like just give me the invoice i'll pay it but he never never did this was way back when i was a film student um it's like an old this is like a very very old conflict but it was so i i opened up the door um I was using the washroom door and the guy was standing right there. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, hi. Hey. And he's like, hey. And then it was super awkward. And we just like walked down the corridor. Um, it's like, man, just fucking like bring it up. Like talk to me about it. Or like I told you, like just I just need an invoice and I'll give you the money. But he never did. And then I graduated from film school and I didn't, I'm not going to like go back and be like, hey, can I, you know, can I pay you that money? It's like, whatever. I need an invoice. You can't just write numbers down on a piece of paper and like give it to someone and say, give me that money now. Unless it was a handshake deal and this was not. So anyway, I guess the, the, the combination of these ideas I think was fun. I think it kind of really reflects um, how the mind can look for trouble, I guess. Like, things are good. What should I do? And I'm like, in the other post, I was like, you should consider your death <laughs> uh, in a logical way. And I'm like, and, but this time, I suppose I'm like, things are really good. And fuck these two guys. Um, and... Uh, Nothing wrong with me, <laughs> is what it's saying, but uh, but it's fun. I think that's a, that's a fun one. Uh, okay, will suffice. When I was cleaning out, and let me just go back and say to my friend um, from the um, from the film world. I'll pay you the money. Just give me the invoice. I mean you no harm. We can talk. It's all good. And now we're at the one hour mark. And I did not finish the podcast in under an hour. Like I made the goal to to do so at a certain point. Um, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. When I was cleaning out the snack cupboard today, I was feeling sad about death. Often I forget, as I'm sure most people do, that it is there. 
I don't know if I'm as scared of it than I am sad about it. I've been enjoying my time a lot and I do not want to lose it. I would like to keep getting the chance to go out to restaurants, to write, to watch YouTube videos and spend time with my family. Excuse me. This weekend, we're debating going for falafels or pizza. I would like to get both, but my wife says one is enough and she is right. <laughs> I even ate three slices of pizza for dinner tonight when she was out, but I still have an intense craving to order another one. When I'm going to die one day, it will be sad to eat pizza for the last time. In the meantime, the only line of defense is to do as many things as I love doing as possible. Whatever you can get away with will suffice. That's good. I think... Remember the the one from before where I was like, I should rewrite this in that specific way? Like, is this basically... I think I might have already done that. Um, I think this is probably the rewritten version of that, that poem. All right, fuck it. Let me look at it. That was, uh, I will expire before I go on sale. I don't think it's possible. I don't think I'll die anytime soon, but it's possible if I died. I'm most concerned about my wife, daughter, and cat, and it'll be okay, but I suppose. What I want is to get to be within the future. I'm not sad. I'm just screw my and die. Yeah, completely. It revisits that sentiment and revises it in a more, um, in a more concise way. That's really interesting. And um, so there's proof. Trust in the that process, I guess. If you release things and move on, maybe in the future you'll you'll do the next thing in the way that you thought the other thing should have been done. But if you never released it and allowed yourself to feel what you think was wrong with that thing, then you won't give yourself as much room to grow. Um, we ordered our pizza. We ended up with pizza last night. It was awesome. And I suppose falafels will be on deck in the future. But this is a good, that's a good poem. Will suffice. All right. And our last one for the day. I'm zoning out into a mood of strange joy. I'm, I'm, let me start again. I'm zoning out into a mood of strange joy. I'm pleased with the way today went. I bought a small garbage can with a lid. I'll be happy to use it in the future. I'm not sure what color it is, tan or gray. I would have to go downstairs and look. It costs $3, and I think it has a handle. I forget. I would have to go downstairs and look. That little garbage can will be very helpful. We will put all kinds of stuff in there. I feel eternally grateful to that garbage can. I am grateful that it will be itself, first and foremost. I am grateful that it, it will not bullshit anyone, including itself. I'm grateful that it will have the courage to know the difference. 
I'm grateful that that little garbage can will be strong and stand up for what it believes in. That garbage can is my hero. I feel my, myself inspired to be like it. It will be a symbol of stoicism and fortitude in our house. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. It's really like a little compost garbage can I pop from Ikea for like $3. <laughs> but, um, but it's good and it fits on the counter nicely. And... Um, and it's a not, it's, it's, I think I meant everything I said there. Like truly, it's like you, it's one of these products and you're like, wow, you are so doing exactly what you should do. Nothing more. You're, it was, you were as cheap as can be. I don't, I think that like the price on it was like as low as you can spend on anything in today's world. And, uh, it's really just a fucking great, great product. Um, really happy with it. And um, try to remember uh, how good it is every time I use it. It's nice, nice plastic thing. So there was, those are the poems for this week. Uh, and it looks like I'm up to 793. Okay, so next week I'll think I'll be at 7.99, unless my math is wrong. But we're very close to celebrating our 800th post here on the greatest Canadian fiction podcast in the world, The Earwig Review. Um, that would have been an awesome place to cut. And I was really thinking about it, but um, I want to revisit this idea that I wrote down before I read all that stuff. So now it's like, okay, act two is done. That was our act two, reading the poems. Now in act one, I said releasing work is catharsis. Well, I couldn't even read that word. <laughs> and necessary. That sentence is not even good at all. Um, releasing work is is catharsis. It's cathartic and necessary. Something like that. And I think that through those posts, I think I found evidence to um, agree with that point of view and to take it, to continue doing that in the future. So... I guess this week, um, really understanding that you can build confidence bit by bit incrementally by one of the ways to build confidence is to finish your work and release it. And, f and allow yourself to feel the feel what that was like and to go forward into your next project with that information and allow it naturally to um, to happen and 
and it will trust that it will i i i guarantee it i i drew i guarantee you i give you my word that that will happen you won't forget and it will stay with you that it, whatever that was so thank you um thank you for listening today and we'll see you next week for episode 20 i don't know maybe 20 maybe that'll be 28 maybe this was 28 maybe next week's 29 going towards episode 30 going towards post 800 in that ballpark um thank you again and we'll see you soon